Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. That's it. That's our cold opening. Need we say more? (laughs) That's it. We're going to get into it. We're talking Barbie. And we have a special guest, our favorite guest, Mackenzie Green, to discuss Barbie. So let's get into it. I'm Nicole. And I'm Rolando. And I'm Eddie Z. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast about unoriginality. It is the weekend after the Barbenheimer weekend, and we are here to discuss the film event of the summer. Funny enough, too, only one of us actually participated in the Barbenheimer. Well, technically. Two, technically. Uh, And it's not who you think it would be. (laughs) Right. Um, Which is kind of shocking. But before we get into that, as always... It is a pleasure to have Mackenzie Green with us today to talk about Barbie, which we are qualifying as a revival. I don't care. Take your hate somewhere else. Yeah. It's it's, uh, or I consider it a sequel. I I feel like all the previous Barbie movies were to prepare you because we we spent all those movies in Barbie land getting into the fantasy. Mm -hmm. And now we like Mm -hmm. took a step back. And now we're like, guess what? You've been here with these characters. (laughs) Yes. Now we're now in the world. It, so I consider it a reboot because as far as Ooh. I know, there's rumors and now they're trying to do a Mattel universe yes. movie. I don't know. That's just I like heard that. no, yeah. I've heard just that. silly nonsense mm-hmm. or an actual thing. Okay, so it may be an actual thing. Yeah, because so Lily yeah. Collins so this is, is doing a reboot. Polly Pocket and then Polly Daniel Pocket, Cl- I've heard, yeah. and Daniel Kaluuya has Barney. So Oh, yeah. and Barney's supposed to be like a horror, I think. Yeah, which do, I was like, right? didn't which know why I asked for that, but okay. It should be interesting. <laughs> we had that. It was called Death to Sparky, and it was like a dark comedy. That movie, I'm glad you said Smoochie. that, because Death to Smoochie, because I many times think it was a fever dream that I had, that that movie was real, and it makes me, it was such a ridiculous film. Yeah, I hope Daniel Kaluuya really lets himself be weird on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know about that at all, so that's um Oh, you didn't know about the Mattel universe? <laughs> well, I knew about the Mattel. I didn't know about the Barney. So yeah, that's I think interesting. Just to pre- so I know we're going to talk about this, but I think that was the wrong takeaway from the success of this movie. <laughs> is that we're not asking for a universe movie. We're asking for just like Seriously. really creative, inventive films. That's really my exactly. favorite. Yeah, like I like that we're in the midst of a SAG strike and a WGA strike. That is basically what you just said, Rolando. It's not, their <laughs> takeaway was not like, wow, good acting proper storytelling when you let people have creative freedom you get they're like oh my god guys hot take yeah. we should make a bunch of movies based off of every single toy we have mm-hmm. it's like yeah. no that's not what anybody said i mean I if barbenheimer has, should teach them anything it's that people want creative things people are excited for it they're turning out for it like new original yeah. works like people I didn't mean, yeah. turn out so much for mission impossible you know, people haven't turned which out as much, for dis- which is kind of shocking. Which is really, shocking. I think everybody felt like, uh, I don't know. I feel like there must have been camps where it was like, I don't want to watch Tom Cruise try to kill himself too. Um, <laughs> like, That's why all I, I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he would, nothing would make him happier than for his final days to be mid stunt. And then so, he'd, st- yeah. and probably in his like Scientology bullet says, use AI to finish the movie. Like do what right? you have to do. Cause I want it <laughs> yeah. out there. But he would look at the camera and be like, this was for you. Yeah. <laughs> like for goodbye. Us. 
yeah, this is my farewell. Like, I feel like the funny part with Mission Impossible also is people felt like, is the entire movie just him jumping off the mountain? Is that it? Because if is it is, it? I'm not paying all this money to go do that. I know. Maybe they showed too good of a stunt. I loved Mission Impossible. Just want to say, I, I love Tom so Cruise. Good. I'm sorry. I know it's a I, bad, bad take, and I just find myself all the time going, "Oh, if not for the cult, I could really get into him." I mean, you know, that's what movies are there for. Yeah, to entertain. Somebody I said think. during the SAG strike, well, Tom has already started the next movie, and somebody was like, "But it's a SAG strike." And somebody goes, "I don't think that he thinks though he's an actor. I think he believes that he is in <laughs> fact." these yeah. characters like he is yeah. like a jared leto of action where he's like i am not tom i am the character and you're like that's hilarious yeah. yeah yeah but i mean barbie is doing phenomenally well um good for greta good for greta yeah so good for her. yes good for greta gerwig it's already the ninth highest grossing film of this year with it being only wow. out less than a week uh-huh. And it's probably well on its way to overtaking Avatar: Way of Water, and other. I mean, it's going to be up there with Super Mario Brothers as the highest yeah. grossing wow. movie this year. I which can't is believe that Barbie. Exciting. It, you know, I love that for James Cameron because you know Catherine Bigelow, <laughs> she won the Oscar, <laughs> and now she's yeah. being, now he's being yeah. taken out yet again by another woman, Greta Gerwig this time, and Barbie. So yeah, the universe it is, humbled him, is, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> well, we would hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, too, it was Barbenheimer weekend, which is people going to see Oppenheimer and then Barbie. I did not see Oppenheimer. Mackenzie, mm-hmm. you didn't see Oppenheimer, I right? did not. Here's the horrible part. I'm such a Barbenheimer Fugazi uh, perpetrator. <laughs> I had a Barbenheimer weekend, like a Barbenheimer shirt I basically wore all weekend. And so truly, <laughs> I kept representing myself as Team Barbenheimer with people being like, oh, have you seen both? And I'd be like, ah, not yet, just Barbie. And then they'd be like, Oh my God, Barbenheimer! You did both movies. I just Barbie I so mean, far. Just Barbie. <laughs> You're celebrating the spirit of Barbenheimer and it what really it means was. to it the really movie was. industry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was, but um, my mom did the full Barbenheimer, not my dad, Good just my mom. mom. Um, so did she do it wow. in the same day? Yeah. My mom was like, wow. I got. She did so the full. Yeah. The full. So now shout you out mentioned to my seven-year-old mom mentioned- for doing a uh, full Barbenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Now you said that she saw Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. Yes. Does she regret that? Like, does she wish she had? She said it? that she goes, "I wish I had seen Oppenheimer first. And she goes, mm-hmm. "Because <laughs> how does she put this? She goes, "Oppenheimer is basically if Ken kept going." Oh, but she just a beautiful way of so she goes it. like yes. so she goes so I basically I was that. in like a horror film where it was like, <laughs> oh my god, it was like, and Barbie thought she fixed it. Turns out when she left. <laughs> that Ken yeah. just kept going and we ended yeah. up at Oppenheimer and I was like oh yeah. that's a wild take mom yeah that's a very very excellent take also from your mom's <laughs> so yeah Rolando did see Oppenheimer and I'm sure yeah, did. did you see it reverse or did you see Oppenheimer first and then Barbie or no I ended my weekend with Oppenheimer it was a depressing Got it. everybody that ends weekend. with Oppenheimer seriously. has that reaction where they're like it was not as fun a weekend as everybody else had yeah, yeah. no yeah. seriously because the true double feature is you watch the longer film and the more serious film yeah. first mm-hmm. and then the lighter film second yes, yeah. you're just always going to have a good time when you do that so uh, I'm yeah. sorry I, I was at a certain point where I thought that I was not going to see Oppenheimer but my friend I had mentioned this he had bought us tickets without like telling us he just bought them because it was the last ones yeah. he could find that were like in an IMAX screening and like <laughs> Like we all sat separately. That's yeah, how like that's how chaotic out it was. You, you <laughs> were so like, mad that we were all separate. He was separated. like, "We're sitting separate. Do you want to go home?" 
Yeah. <laughs> Eddie was just like, right no. Now. I'm like, uh, no. Because I this. like to whisper little comments here yeah. and there yeah. when things are funny. Mm. So so uh, instead, he started texting me through was, the movie. Because I had the far background, so I wasn't bothering anyone. I ignore because yeah. <laughs> of, of movie etiquette. Do not Eddie's, look at uh, yes. And I was like basically alone, though. My like corner had no one. I, I was think, like in the far back row. I think my favorite <laughs> thing of the Barbenheimer weekend, at least for my mom, is that a lot of people are like, oh, your dad didn't go see Oppenheimer, didn't go see Barbie because, of course, it's like the assumption is, oh, dad's. I'm like, no, my mom went to the movie at 10 a.m. And my dad was like, <laughs> what? It's Saturday. Go to sleep. So, like, now he's upset that he hasn't seen Barbie. Like, whenever a commercial comes up, he's like, I want to see. Like he just keeps looking yeah. at her like when you had to pick between the two movies, why'd you pick that one? I didn't like it. Like, That's great. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Well, but, I will be seeing uh, Oppenheimer at some point, but I'm not in any yeah. rush. But I got uh, on Barbie. I mean, yeah. I liked it. I, I mean I liked it's it a lot. It was a good movie, but like I mean, you know. Yeah. I feel like Barbie have <laughs> way more to like digest and like it was so much visually. I actually don't know why Barbie wasn't filmed in IMAX, to be quite honest. Same. Because oh, I thought that oh, okay. the entire time I kept thinking, Greta, why didn't you do the same IMAX yeah, like, 70 you millimeter? Build I'd watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have these sets that you built, and like yeah. this it showcases like, actual true there's filmmaking, so much too. Detail. Oh, my God. Oh, the so pre- or just the idea that she was like, there's no CGI in this film. It's all... Pre- like, ugh, mm-hmm. guys, I could talk about just the filmmaking aspect of it until mm-hmm. my face falls off. Because, like... the. <laughs> And I'm with you. I'm like, why is this not an IMAX? This is a sweeping landscape where, like, mm-hmm. I want to see everything. And, yeah. like, yeah. And, and, you, and you, if you know behind the scenes stuff, like, they built these sets. Like, yes. it's not CGI, which is just, like, mind boggling. Same thing with, I mean, Christopher Nolan, that was his big move, too. He tried to use as little, if no CGI, uh, as possible yeah. for, for the making of Oppenheimer. Great. I actually love this direction that filmmakers are going. This should be another takeaway, hopefully, for the yes. industry. It's just, like, less CGI, more practical effects. They're more fun. They're more captivating on screen i think usually i do too yeah 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 uh so i guess we should just like get into it we have to what is what is our relationship with barbie did you guys play with barbies when you were younger did you like like how how prominent was barbie in your life i i grew up in a barbie household like i mean we're talking like over 100 barbies but here's the thing the way my entire adult life, I have been completely confused by how Barbie has been described to me, right? So, like, mm-hmm. what she is talking about at the beginning of the film was my same naivety for most of my oh. 20s and 30s. Like, when people would be like, Barbie is a disgusting character. <laughs> like, when she wakes up and she's like, we fix feminism. Girls believe they can be whatever they want to be. That was my house. Like, my mom was right. like, you can have a Barbie, but it has to have a job. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was, like hair surprise barbie like i'd see the commercials hold them up in the store my mom would go no what does she do and i'd be like she's hair surprise and she'd be like oh look so here's an astronaut and i'd be like <laughs> oh, okay so like i kept thinking when people said barbie sets unrealistic standards i as rolando knows from the taylor strecker show i'm a 5 a.m seven job having overworker because i grew up with this doll that was like adulthood is you're a homeowner you have a custom corvette if you want all those things you've got to be a dog walker veterinarian astronaut baker babysitter who takes care of both of your small sisters while having a nice man friend around the house like i truly was like adulthood is you are supposed to be everything you can be the president and a hairdresser so like i was so excited for this film and then people started saying to me i can't believe they're making a movie about barbie she sets such unrealistic beauty standards like the first time somebody said that to me i was like beauty standards 
what beauty standards hath she set? What are you talking about? They're like, she she wants you to be so thin. And I was like, Bar- Barbie is thin? What? What say? What? What are these words? What is this dark magic you you tell me? Yeah. And they're like, Barbie is only white and blonde. And I was like, who who told you? Yeah. This? No, she is. The people who see. No, she is like, not. Yeah. So many yeah. other Barbies. I was like, what? the ones that are marketed. What? Sure, we can make that argument that like the white one is the one that's marketed. So, but, like, like, there are so still options. So that's the funny thing is like the way Barbie. Like, I for some reason it kind of like touched my heart because the way they talked before. The crisis is kind of how my mom talked about Barbie, where like other mm. little girls were running away. My mom was like, no, every day is perfect. And she's wonderful because she believes in herself and all the women mm-hmm. around her. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we love mm-hmm. the Barbie. So I kind of was on Margot Robbie's Barbie journey with her. I was like, I also am with you, Barbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I too, Barbie was a big part of my life. There's footage of me at two years old, not only playing with Barbie, but singing along to the 80s Barbie music that they made that went along with like those TV movies or direct to VHS movies that I watched a lot growing up. It was like, it was Barbie and the, what was that band that she was in? Oh, boy. She was in a band? Yeah, she had a band. Barbie and... Because see, I was rockers. Barbie and the rockers. Yeah. Yeah. Because it reminded me of Gem and the Holograms. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Barbie and the Rockers yes. was a doll line made in the mid 1980s to compete with Gem Doll Line, and they were around for three years. 1987. I was born in 88, so that was that was my thing. Mm. And I can I still know those songs by heart. <laughs> um, I, I had the baby. I, I had the Barbie van. Video. Yeah, I will post it gladly. Yes. <laughs> I had the Barbie van. I had all the different Barbies. I had Same. Kens. Yeah. I bit off their feet, you know, because I was a child. <laughs> so I had weird Barbies. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember when I stopped. Oh, I just realized. <laughs> how long did you play with Barbies? How, I, I, I think well into before it was a double digit number. So. Okay. Oh, there's yeah. still like a tradition with my mom. It, it also, we'll get into it later in the movie because there is a point where I was like, you're so embarrassing. But she every year would buy me a Barbie, still does, that reminds her of me. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really that's actually cute. So like, I'll, yeah. so like, oh, nice. yeah. So, so she'll be like, oh, you want to see the latest Mackenzie doll? And then like, you know, like the movie, I hit a point where then, oh God, the way I cried at the end of this movie. Like, oh my God, we're, we're going to get into but that. Like, but truly, I, like I said, this movie took me on a journey and I was like, oh my God, I got to call this little girl named Phyllis who I'm just not <laughs> yeah. taking care yeah. of. Yeah. Oh. Rolando, did uh, you play with Barbies? So not... I didn't play with... We only had one Barbie in our household. That was my sister's. She wasn't a Barbie girl, right? She was more tomboyish, so she never cared for the Barbie. But it was a Barbie that you can... That came with, like, software where you can design dresses. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys remember this Barbie. And it had, like, special paper that you could print it out. And so... My sister never cared for that, but I actually did enjoy the software and like making the dresses and stuff and trying to print them. But mm-hmm. I ran out of the sheets. You can make like little fabric designs basically and cut oh them God, up so and cute. then like kind of tape it together <laughs> and then make adorable. these like dresses. I actually enjoyed that software making the dresses for Barbie. You know, had my parents let me pursue it, I could have gone into fashion basically. Yes. Yeah. The moral <laughs> of the story. <laughs> but uh, I think the Barbie yeah. stayed around like it was like the, the one Barbie that we had that like we. When, when me and my sister would play with our toys, like you know, the Power Rangers toys and like the mostly Power Rangers and Beanie Babies, like they yeah. would just play together. Uh, usually Barbie would be like the damsel in distress for us. <laughs> That's just the role that she was relegated to. You know? That's great. That's great. <laughs> that is my that is my connection with Barbie. I remember, Eddie. I was going to say, I remember being really also uh, upset that my Barbies and my American Girl dolls couldn't play because they just didn't make side. 
sense to oh, yeah, proportionally. No. And then that was just <laughs> yeah. really upsetting yeah. to my playtime. I was like, well, she's a doctor and you have dysentery, Felicity. Like, how dare you not be the right size <laughs> to be treated by Dr. Barbie? <laughs> That's the other thing. I actually, uh, it always frustrated me. We played with Barbies. Like, they were, well, the one Barbie, she was so much taller than all my other toys. Yeah. Like, she was always just, like, tall, you know? And it was yeah. just, like, always just awkward. You just had to sit her down to, like, kind of be almost the same length as all my other action figures that I used to have. Exactly. Mm. Uh, Eddie, you had five sisters. Like, what was the Barbie <laughs> situation? Ruling? There. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so th- there was Barbie. There was Barbies, and there was Ken. Oh, you and had Ken's too. I remember kind of being fascinated with this, but not being okay in a very traditional Latino house to mm-hmm. play with dolls. Mm-hmm. But my dad did buy me kind of like a, a military doll. Similar to, G. not from like the Ken era, but similar to Ken in the sense of like, you can remove his clothes and stuff like that. Uh, but I remember really needing that military doll to be friends with Ken. Oh. <laughs> they need, really to be You were like, they need to be best friends, probably best friends. roommates. I feel like yes. they could really support each other. Exactly. They go on exactly. vacation together. Yeah. Yes. Their clothes yes. fit And their clothes other. did intertwine. <laughs> they, that's great. Uh, they did fit each other. Yeah. That's so, so it, funny. It feels like, so ac- you know. Actually, that was a memory unlock for me. I had forgotten completely about this. But then I'm watching Barbie. I'm like, wait a minute. What is my relationship to this? Yeah. Like, okay, like this rolling it. Eddie just said the thing that I had, which is like truly me unpacking like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have been chased. Like, I like I had the same moment you had where like this memory was unlocked of me like manically trying to send all the Barbies to work and then just going, I'm going to lie down and just putting my head in like <laughs> this crate. And I like I saw that memory recently and I go, oh, wow, that explains so much, so much. <laughs> Hilarious. That's so That's funny. Great. Well, you know what? Again, more credit to this movie. That's what a good movie should do. Yes. I feel like like have just unlock all these like old feelings you have. Like if you're going to like really exploit our nostalgia, exploit it. Go properly. for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Okay. So let's get into this movie because we have a lot to unpack already. So first of all, Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig and also co-written by Noah Baumbach with Greta Gerwig. It starts off, immediately sets a tone. It does. It openly attacks. (laughs) I'm going to say attacks, mocks, but also like comes for, you know, a specific type of person who if you can't get down with this in the first five minutes, you might not be down with the rest of this movie. Oh, no. And you should get down with it because... It's actually a great commentary. It openly makes fun of one of the most iconic moments in film history that mm. film boys love. Because film boys, they love Stanley Kubrick. Yes, it's they do. the opening of <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey. And everyone's like, oh, you know, the transition of the bone in the air to space. It's the most iconic film transition ever. And people, you know, <laughs> they're, you know, jacking off to this shit. And it <laughs> replaces it with dolls. Yes. And it makes that also its own. And so immediately we set a tone. That this film mm-hmm. is a bunch of things. It's going to get a little meta. It's going to, you know, not only speak to the Barbie world, but to our world. So, like, it's going to also come for people. And it's going to have a lot to say. It's going to provide a lot of commentary. And that's how the film opens. Well, let's and talk about always... opening shot with, uh, with the Margot Robbie just looking, like, statuesque. Oh, statuesque. It was I was going to say My the first God. open cackle laugh was... 
Helen Mirren's voiceover in which she said, yeah, every doll. It was like it, all the dolls were babies to teach girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she says to that line about, mothers, mothers, yeah. but ask mm-hmm. your mother how only how many times can you play mom? Like the, whatever that line was. The <laughs> yeah, open, yeah. Like the it was one of those moments where I went, oh, I know where we are because all the adults are howling and the kids are just laughing because their mom is like mm-hmm. doubled over. Yeah. They're like, ha 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 ha. I, I get it. I totally get it. Like It was yeah. actually, yeah, in retrospect, like without even thinking about it, that was a really solid opening. Like yeah. in terms of like giving you like telling you like this is what this movie is. And it's just like, oh, like and because you know what because again memories unlocked, my I have to realize because of the age of Barbie, my mom was like in that sweet spot when it came out and then is like getting handed it, right? So so it hit me that like I remember my grandmother vividly when people would gift me baby dolls or as my Midwestern family calls them, baby dolls for the <laughs> holidays. My grandmother and my mom would always kind of like scoop them up and be like, thank you so much. So, oh, Mackenzie, look, there's U.S. soccer team Barbie with her best friend, Brandy <laughs> Chastain. And you're like, <clears throat> and I'm like, I got that what? too. Yeah. And then I'm like, but what about the, the baby? And they're like, the, the baby's not important. Look, she's a teacher. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like, truly, yeah. they would just be like, we don't need to play mommy. So that part made me laugh when they're like smashing them because I just thought, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow, they really, yeah. like you said, they took every film bros, one of their favorite, like, my lasting memory, man, and they just <laughs> went like yeah. samesies, samesies. But they also that must be the, gave it must commentary. Be that what ahead. were you gonna say, Rolando? You go for it. I've said that must have been the moment that Ben Shapiro did have it already. Oh like, yeah, you know he are. was done. Yeah. He's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> um, but it's already given commentary too, because like, look at how women, how young girls were treated. They were being prepared to be mothers when they yes. were fucking children. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. And then along came someone who saw that they deserved more than that and they deserve to actually see themselves in a different light so already we're getting that yeah and also mm-hmm. of course margot Robbie's outfit is based on the original 1959 yeah uh, barbie that if you look up it's like wow if you look it up on the internet they did a great job she looks great. yeah oh yeah and that Indeed. commentary later on in the film when helen mirren's like no to filmmakers if you're trying yeah. to make a point that was, about that people was with self-esteem, don't use Margot Robbie. Oh my I was God. like, thank was God they did that. Oh, that <laughs> moment, and oh, yeah, that was one where I went, oh, okay. So Greta was all the way in her direct tussy on this mm-hmm. one, because she really yeah. went in there and said, yo, Noah, can we look at this script real quick? Because I was like, the yeah. idea that they would even acknowledge that of like, we know, guys. It's really annoying yeah. when very beautiful people take off their makeup and then start crying about how ugly they are. She started to do her ugliest cry. And it's just like, you're still gorgeous. Yeah. Like, yeah. Still, yeah. Still, yeah. still so beautiful. What a stutter. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't believe there was a discourse on the internet that they were calling her mid. Like some guy actually had the Listen, audacity to call it's the way I Margot feel like, Robbie mid. Oh, yeah. But it's up there with the Brie Larson thing where it's like because they say the quiet part out loud that you're mm. not supposed to say because... Also, yeah. this movie gets into kind of mainstream feminism versus a- like what people are actually asking for, like an intersectional feminism. And I'm like, yeah, yeah the minute they say the non like patriarchy, white supremacy friendly version of feminism, then it's like, you got to get out of here. You got to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Yeah, and then I love how the first thing is because you're ugly. And that's kind yeah. of what the movie does, where it's like, I have cellulite. Throw me out like this. This movie basically <laughs> did. A better version of what She-Hulk was trying to do, which is we already know what all your complaints are going to be. We already know what all we made this three years ago and we already knew how much you were just going to be whiny little shits about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 
So, all right. So after that opening, we go into Barbie land and we meet stereotypical Barbie played by Margot Robbie. Um, Mm -hmm. Barbie land is a matriarchal society and all the women there are self-sufficient. They're incredibly successful and they have have a great court. They have a Supreme Court that's (laughs) all women. I love that Supreme Court. So (laughs) again, you think to yourself, you made this movie three years ago and the idea that that like the minute she goes and our supreme court is all women again whole theater cackling with laughter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah because it's like I, how, I mean, it's like oh calling a shot that long in advance and knowing you're it's still gonna be rel- like oh i just love it i love good storytelling yeah and then we meet the kens who you know their whole thing is that they don't have a good day unless they're recognized by barbie and their whole thing is to be paired up with the barbie and stuff yeah so there's right. already, you know, this dynamic that sets itself up. We meet the one Ken, Beach Ken, played by Ryan Gosling, um, who's just obsessed with stereotypical Barbie um, and like wants to, you know, have all this time to connect with her. And she's just she's not emotionally available <laughs> pretty much <laughs> at all and has any space for him in her life. Um, they have like a big party that day. I mean, we I mean, it's just it's such a fun opening. Yeah. Um, and oh, it already kind of sets it up too. Like they have this perfect world and then all of a sudden she has this obtrusive thought about death, which no one can relate to. So there seems <laughs> to be some cracks happening uh, yeah. in her life. And, and the whole thing, it's like, okay, you know, change is going to happen and change is scary and she doesn't want change to happen. Yeah. They like everything the way that, that, that it is, but it's kind of inevitable. Uh, and pretty much she goes on this whole, the whole movie is about her finding a journey to find the girl who plays with her to make her mm-hmm. stop playing with her in a certain type of way so that she could go back to her life mm-hmm. and nothing can change. Now I have to be really upfront about this. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it, but I'm a little confused about what this film is about or what its okay. central message is. I mm-hmm. feel like it's saying a lot of different things. And when I put it together, I'm not quite sure what the overall statement is because it's saying too much. Does anyone okay. else feel that way? I thought the whole statement of the is basically America Ferrero's monologue is this I, idea yeah, of agree. like of heaping unnecessary expectations and labels on everybody because I felt like that was the point of what they were trying to say with Ken is that it's like this is the disservice we do to men and boys by by being mm-hmm. like this is what a man is. It's like this yeah. is the disservice we do to to Alan. We're like you're Alan, and it's like okay, but can I go figure out what that means? It's like I felt like what the movie was saying is like there's a very specific way that we want people to perform their part in the world, and if mm-hmm. they don't do it in that way, then somehow it throws everything off when in reality like if you just existed as your own doll period full stop you would genuinely be able to find what you actually want like i, f- I felt like that's mm-hmm. what they were trying to do is that was that entire speech where it was like we are forcing so much expectation on a doll imagine how everybody else in the world feels no for yeah. sure i mean and yeah I, and that so- moment was so impactful Yes, Rolando. I think, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I think Mackenzie nailed them on the head. I do think that ultimately the, you could whittle down like the entire what is this movie about yeah. to that speech that America Ferrera gives, which yes. was a great speech, yes. right? Yes. That monologue. I think more so though, interestingly enough, I think like having Ken become such a focal point to the movie really just kind of, uh, it was a great juxtaposition because you also do see it's just like we, like, like this, 
this is something that like a lot of conservatives have been arguing about the movie that this movie feels very anti-men and i don't think it's anti-men at all i think what the problem is is being pro-woman does not make you anti-man and actually quite the opposite like i think this movie was actually very sensitive to the fact that like men have their own struggles yeah. that like the patriarchy has put on top of them you know yeah. what was, and, yeah, absolutely you know what re- that was the part about ken which i'm sure most people are like i did not cry about that but like i called my mom and he's going to kill me for saying this, but I don't care, man. I'm going to tell the story. My cousin Tyler very much felt like Beach Ken. Like Tyler was like, he is my cousin. We are like twins. We call ourselves twins. We're only two months apart in age. And he was always very much like he didn't match what Indiana saw as a young black man. And not saying that Tyler is like, he's a queer. No, Tyler's married right now to a very lovely lady. Hi, Steph. But like he... <laughs> He never wanted to be Ken or be patriarchy in the way it was. But like Tyler tried to patriarchy so much that he ended up in the sheriff's department that he like went through police academy. And I truly remember mm. the day he basically came to us and said, like, I thought there would be more horses. And now that I realize there aren't, I don't want to. like he truly came to all of us one day as like the because he grew up in this family of women and then his father passes away. So now he's chasing down what is a man. And I remember the day he came to all of us and it was like, I don't. I don't like getting shot at every day and mm. like and having to be mean to people and all this stuff. And we were all were like, oh, well, then you should quit the sheriff's department. And it was like like that moment when Ken is crying and she's like, are you upset? And he's like, no, I'm great. It reminded me so much of the day he was trying to tell all of us he didn't want to do this anymore. So like I immediately recognized that story of like mm-hmm. forcing a version of manliness and manhood on young men and boys in a way that at times even they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like this isn't fun Mm. anymore. It's actually making me feel awful and isolated. And like, I can't go back to the people that I like loved. Yeah. It's just every time I see a commentary being like, it's anti-men. I'm like, no, it's for you guys too. Cause like Mm -hmm. you've gotten fucked over by this whole process as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's something I've been struggling with that, like as of late, like just like this whole idea of like, oh, like I'm in a two male partner relationship. Right. Like the the idea of gender roles should be thrown out the window. And yet here I am constantly trying to like live up to these like stereotypes that people have put on, especially living coming from a Latino household of like you're the man you're supposed to provide and stuff. And it's just like it's really and and, and the last few months I kind of realized like how much is just fucked with my head and stuff. And it's a struggle, you know, so like. Yeah, I, I empathize completely with, like, that part of the storyline yeah. and stuff. So I don't... Yeah, so, like, I think... I, I ultimately do think it's just, like... I, I mean, if you whittle down the, the thing, it's just, like, the patriarchy has fucked over both men and women. <laughs> yes. There you go. That is what this movie is I mean, I, is thought, really I about. thought it was clear what Greta was doing and the fact that Issa Rae was like, yeah, she said to me, I want you to be my president. Like, I just felt like, though... It, I just... There were little things in there that, like you said, I was like, the thesis is... The patriarchy is screwing us all. We're all miserable. Mm-hmm. Those construction workers don't want to sh- yell at a woman about her gen- genitals. Ken wishes there were more horses involved in patriarchy. Mini fridges are <laughs> awful. Nobody wants you to play the guitar at them. It's also exhausting being in charge of everything as one woman by yourself. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah, it was just brilliant. The no yeah. one wants to play the guitar at you hit home because like that is truly there's nothing more awkward than when someone's trying to do a solo for you it's just like oh i have to just okay what am i supposed to do yeah. here? i tell people all the time like why i hate i know i hate public focus singing it just makes me so uncomfortable it's like, please look i know away. i never yeah. want to play a guitar in front of anyone um <laughs> one and of I, my like, good friends 
Uh-huh. Oh, I was about to say, hang on. One of my good friends, as a gift for like a couple for a wedding, he performed a song for them, and it was like the oh, most God. awkward thing in the world. Like left. at the reception, we're just like, oh my God. I would, I, would I'll you leave. do this to yourself? Do you make me uncomfortable on this person? <laughs> he was. Uh, he's probably listening, actually, but like he is uh, the guitarist from my wedding band. He was also, yeah, he was also a groomsman. <laughs> got it, so got it, got it. That's adorable. How um, do you maintain friends? I don't know. <laughs> How do you maintain friends? No, I told him, like, this is more. Def- I told him beforehand and afterwards. There you go. So, like, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then he watched the movie That's and great. he was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And I, I mean, I. I completely agree with you guys, and I think that's one of the things that the movie was going for. And I, I do, I do still feel like it was trying to pack in too, too much to the point where I was like, okay, wait, 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 overall thesis, because then there's like, but then she wants to become a human. Yeah, there and is that a, kind there, of throws me off, and there off. is a mother daughter storyline that like mm-hmm. took there's, me a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but like, and also, is this maybe like a dark, bad read? But like, I wish it was funnier. I didn't think so it was as people, funny as I So many people I've talked to are like, I thought it was going to be funnier. Like, I have one friend yeah. that truly wanted it to be, like, legally blonde funny. Another friend who was like, they had Will Ferrell in the movie and he wasn't that funny. And I just kept being like... He wasn't. Okay, yeah. was he like, wasn't. Oh, Will Ferrell was probably the, my least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, and also Mattel kind of unnecessary. Board. Truly. Yeah. Like, I got the point. Yeah. Like, I got that, like, somebody at Mattel was like, well, if Mattel... Like, I felt like it was that thing, right? Where it's like, well, if you're going to write me into the movie and I'm the one approving the movie, if anybody could play me, I'm going to pick uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Will like, Ferrell. it would be like somebody yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to make a movie <laughs> on who, what, where, and how incompetent they are. I'd be like, well, if you're going to do it, at least put Tracy Ellis Ross playing me. Like, and then people just be like, why did they cast it's like viola davis when ben affleck said oh yeah we michael jordan told us you can do a movie about me but you have to have viola davis play my mom and they were like oh shit we're gonna have to write more for the mom because we can't go (laughs) to viola davis with like hey can you be in our michael jordan movie where you have four lines thanks yeah that's so funny Um, I don't know. I guess for me, it was like some of some of the jokes in terms of at least commentary and the self-awareness and stuff. They just didn't land as much as I wanted them to. I, My audience loved the movie. And I was like, am I too jaded? Like, I don't know. Why I was really curious about this. Outside of California, did that Century City joke make sense to other audiences? I, yeah, maybe, and there's that too. Yeah. That's not my Wait, culture. Exactly. What yeah. was the joke about Century City? So, like, Century City here in LA is like where a lot of the management consulting offices are, and uh, CAA um. and UTA are in that area. So, like, if you go to Century City at a certain time of the day, it is just men in suits screaming in their phones. Like, it is the quintessential uh. Ari Gold epicenter. Like, if you go to Got the it. mall, <laughs> people joke about, like, if you want to meet a rich man, go to the Century City mall around lunchtime because it's just like, Every like dudes in suits or khakis and Patagonia vests going to Sweet Green and uh, like this other spot that's mm, over there. I, so like I, I that joke green. killed in Los Angeles where everybody was like screaming. But I kept thinking outside of L.A. Do people do people think that's a funny joke about like Ken going? I want to turn yeah. this into Century City, Los Angeles, California. I was like, oh, oh yeah. So there no, that go. one flew over my head. There you go. Yes. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. I didn't a even learning opportunity. Hearing. Yes, has been because there's like an equinox. <laughs> so like that's what makes it so broy. Is like it's every yeah. broy thing over there, and like all these steakhouses and the equinox and all these offices. So I was like, oh, this joke is killing in in mm-hmm. downtown LA. But I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. 
this is probably not funny outside of here. Yeah. It's like when movies make very yeah. specific New York commentary and you like all the New Yorkers are like, this is great. And then like mm-hmm. everybody else is like, oh. It's like they're, yeah, like yeah. 30 Rock has some jokes in there that like only New Yorkers exactly. understand. Yeah, I mean, even like, I mean, Seinfeld was kind of called out a lot for that early in the day, right? Yeah. Because like so much of it was like New York centric comedy. Yeah, and yet exactly. it's, you know, it. It's so it's so it, yeah. it still became yeah. legendary, right? Yeah. So iconic. Uh, in terms of it being not funny enough, I don't know. I think this. Sh- I never expected to go into like a laugh riot. This is a Greta Gerwig film. Yeah, like you know, Lady Bird was like. It had funny moments, but I wouldn't call it a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but why does it have to be like a laugh ride? I just simply thought it would be funnier. I don't know. Here's the mm-hmm. thing, too. Like, there was a lot of hype with this movie. Yeah. And that's not the movie's fault. No. At all. No. You know? Like, it's actually more so the hype's fault. And I recognize that. But when I'm getting so much commentary and so much self-awareness, I just wish it hit me personally a little deeper. And again, I'm, I'm a very different target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have... Just, I don't know. I'm more critical when it comes to it in terms of story. Um, so I think there were just certain things that didn't quite make sense to me. I well, think once I, I, I had I can tell seen, you, a lot of the movie. I think once I had seen her letterbox yeah. video, I was aware oh, of what such I was. A good video. What I was going into, right? So, like, when yeah. other people were getting hyped up and being like, it's about to be the new age life size, or people in my life were like, oh my God, it's like <laughs> legally blonde. I was like, you should really watch the letterbox video so you know where like yeah. so I immediately went into it thinking I'm I'll probably chuckle at the stuff from the trailer. There's probably everything else in here that was probably meant to be a thinker. So I kept mm-hmm. like actually lowering the expectations of people in my life that were like, I'm gonna go see it like you told me. And I'm like, okay, so this is probably gonna be like Ladybird, where it's gonna be a little depressing and like mm-hmm. two little yeah. teepees. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, so just like <laughs> have a good time, but be open to learning about existential crisis. So we all came out, like my circle came out being like, that was really funny. I like that movie because we were prepared for yeah. like Little Women. Like we were ready. Right. We went in yeah. ready. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, cause, but even like, I mean, Little Women, I couldn't prepare for because like I went in expecting oh. something and then I came out with something completely fresh, different. Yeah. I was like, oh. Little Women was so, kind like, of, this is, yeah. And this is, I guess, why I went into Barbie knowing it's just like, no, I'm not expecting, I'm expecting, exactly. I'm expecting something by Greta Gerwig. Yes. And I'm going to be open to whatever she delivers. <laughs> and that's why I was so satisfied when I came out, which is like, this was yeah. wonderful. I, I was not prepared uh, for a Mattel movie in partnership with Greta Gerwig. I was like, we're about to get a Greta Gerwig film. Let me just and like. Noah Baumbach. And yeah. Noah Baumbach. So I was like, it's going to be what it's mm-hmm. going to be. So just go in and then that's where i think i was like this is like i mean again Issa ray being the one to cuss is still one of my which yeah Mm -hmm. i mean that part like like i was dug off my seat laughing like it was so like you know she's just like it's us a motherfucker yeah i kept you know what my theory is is i'm convinced that was just a random take where Issa came down the steps and did that and greta was like that's funny and they submitted it to mattel and mattel went she cannot cuss so they went Okay. So it's just like we'll the put solution Mattel, here, Mattel over her mouth so that you guys know who perfect. told us nah. she can't cut. Yeah. It is great. <laughs> and, but even yeah. that cuz like but even that joke even like let's say that's what happened <laughs> the the commentary there still is you just are constantly reminded it's just like but this is also a corporate film. Yeah. It's a commercial. We are watching a yeah. commercial at the end of the that day. That was the no, funny yeah. part is when she kept saying if you don't like it take it up with Mattel. When like Kate McKinnon mm-hmm. said if you don't like it take it up with Mattel. They made some decisions and it's like thank you because Greta's also saying like yeah. child I have to make this deep thoughtful film with mm-hmm. doll IP like girl I'm no, just trying sure. to do what I could do. <laughs> And that's the thing. So I, I might have thought it was funnier, but I had no 
preparations for how much this film kind of broke my spirit in some ways and like crushed me. Mackenzie, how many times did you cry? I cried so much. It was ridiculous. (laughs) I cried so much. And I was just like... (laughs) I cried so hard leaving the... This is... Okay. This is a slight spoiler for the order and it's a complete tangent. But like I held it together. I usually am known to cry during the credits when a movie makes me emotional because I'm just like, wow. Held it together. I get outside and I can finally open my phone and my mom has re like posted on her Instagram this photo I took of her in Paris inside of this like Barbie box to celebrate the mm-hmm. sixth. And for some reason, <laughs> all I then heard was Rhea Perlman going, mothers are just little girls that stand still so their daughters can know how far they've gone. And, and then I'm yeah. crying outside of the theater and this older woman just comes up and she goes, it's okay, baby. It's okay. I was like, I am unwell. I was like, my mom is just a little girl who had to grow up. Oh, I lost yeah. it. Yeah. That was yeah. a beautiful line. And I uh, also props you to Rhea Perlman to have such a, it was like a nice, I think it was such a wonderful like, performance. Like just very, very, yeah subdued but like so loving so caring and stuff that it also i mean that moment you're kind of prepared for a little bit i feel like early in the film when barbie sees the older lady and she's that's the first minute i like that was the first one that kind of made me like because i mean yeah i think it wasn't even that she saw the older one it's that when she turns to her and says you're beautiful because here she's been afraid the whole time up to this point of growing old she says you're beautiful and when she said I know that. I, know. I just, oh, it made. I was like, yeah. we're only yeah. like. I thought that was such a in. yeah. Like what? I I thought that was such a beautiful part of the yes. film too. Apparently, according to Greta, like it's something that the studio kind of was just like, let's cut it out. Yeah. We need this, and it's just like no. It's like no, no you need no. that. It's like a little moment that just like. Yeah. It doesn't take up too much screen time, and it's such a wonderfully impactful yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her sitting on the bench trying to figure out you know who her human is and then like connecting yeah and seeing all the moments of what it is to be human yes. i was like i'm dead yeah I'm no i was like dead. oh that's this movie like i think that's where my yeah. brain couldn't even figure out what's the th- it's like then i went oh this is what we're doing got it got it got it cool yeah. cool cool yeah um and then of course later on and that montage at the end yeah of the girls was just like and and that's that's the thing that greta does the best for me and those are the moments that i think worked overall the most for me mm-hmm. um and, you know, it's interesting, too, because while she's trying to find her human, she gets confused that it's a young girl and she goes and she meets those young girls and they attack her for everything mm-hmm. wrong that she represents, now, according to them in society. You, now, do you, you guys did you see the TikTok take? Yes, the, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. T- and, and it's true because somebody pointed out they are all four girls are named after the Bratz dolls. Wow. They, yeah. Bratz dolls. Yes. Yeah. And I love that Bratz's <laughs> clapback on TikTok was showing four dolls getting dressed and ready to go to the theater. And then they get to the theater and they're like, four tickets for Oppenheimer, please. And people were like, <laughs> <laughs> people were like, are, you, are we in the middle of the doll wars? Like, what is happening? But I did think I that was, that. I thought that was such a good, like, if it is the intention. And I can't imagine that it's not. Like, it's such a, mm-hmm. it's such a good detail because I I feel like that's a transition I remembered, which was like girls now being like, oh, there's this new doll on the scene. And I, and again, my mother was like, what's her job? And I was like, well, this is mm-hmm. Sasha. She's like really cool at her school and like plays a sport. My mom was like, again, not a job. We've discussed this before. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go back yeah. to the Barbies. Um, So, yeah, I, mm. I thought that was oh that whole Sasha's monologue to Barbie about what she is not was like I had the same reaction Barbie did because that was kind of the way I felt the first time in college somebody came to my dorm room and it was like why do you have these disgusting dolls 
in your room and I was like disgusting mm-hmm. disgusting dolls and it was like <laughs> I got like a speech like that and then they all went in like a drawer in my dorm room where I was like oh god yeah which, is, which I mean that little monologue is more or less like I have a feeling I don't know if you guys know like Diablo Cody she was a yes was once <laughs> at one point slated to write yes. the Barbie script but like she kind of then said it's like oh I just couldn't deliver I'm just not in it oh she, what she, she, she said she, she just, said I wanted to make a feminist take on Barbie but that's impossible to do with something like yes. this yeah and it's just like and then mm. it's just like I don't know does then does Diablo Cody know what Barbie is I think she may have a superficial read on Barbie like the take that this young girl delivered yeah. which is and i think that's why i think we did a great job of like kind of show at least it did a good job of like pivoting the conversation about what barbie is yes to make us recognize like hey, look the intent was to give women this opportunity to like say hey we can have careers too uh you know what what commercialization does to the product yes. is a different story but like the intent was still there which is why i think having ghost uh, the ruth of ghosts the ghost of ruth yeah, yeah. uh like present and like actually be like a force here for this movie was an, a, a smart choice, of, if I'll be a weird one, because like again, but like, yeah, oh yeah, because like, the way they didn't again, people weren't into weren't uh, most folks were not thinking to themselves. There's a level of surrealism in this. There's satire. Oh, so like much. people were like, yeah. so they yeah. are housing a woman in the office of Mattel. Like the people behind me were not getting into the gig. They didn't give mm-hmm. a damn. It was like a girl, a mom. Like a dude, another girl, like another woman with them, and you could mm-hmm. tell they were like, "I don't know what this is. I don't like it. We about to ha- we about to kiki through this whole movie. What is this?" But I, yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. keep in mind, like it's just like she crossed over from Barbie Land into California. Like we, the rules. Yeah, I'm like they've they out the window. I kept being like, <laughs> yeah, "This is because I know her letterbox video. I will reference that till when she said Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Mm. So we are supposed to believe that like." contained in the real world is this magical surreal place like i don't yeah. it was mm-hmm. yeah that that yeah. people there's no rhyme or reason yeah, pe- it, yeah people really were like being hella literal in like yeah. behind me <laughs> and i was like just open yourself up to the fantasy girl just be in it just yeah. be yeah. here yeah. i mean yeah. and, and I, really, I like how yeah. mattel put this like little thing oh this didn't this is not the first time this happened yes. right. this happened before oh, that, <laughs> you know, that they, they have protocols for this like we have Eddie, protocols you have to Eddie, deal with this I now. thought I was going to piss myself when <laughs> Alan said yeah and this has also happened with Alan before <laughs> And he said, he said, and nobody cared because we're all five members of NSYNC. Yes, even that one. And I, oh, I almost lost it. I was screaming because I was a Backstreet Boys girl and somebody who was deeply in love with Lance Bass, though, on the low. I was like, I was like, does Lance know that he's Alan? Does this explain everything? (laughs) Like, I... Anyway, when I tell you I almost peed my pants at that part when they've been like, no, this has happened before. Like a skipper broke into somebody's house in Key West and asked to babysit the children. Oh, <laughs> that was I mean, it was. Yeah. I mean, how at that point you just got to like because that's the thing when you're in Barbie land, it's not until you cross over to the real world yes. when you realize like, OK, now we're definitely entering like super, like anything happens. Yes. It doesn't matter. You cannot like logic is out. But the can window, I be honest fine. again? The weird, the weird point in the cultural zeitgeist in which this movie exists. Right. So like I'm sure when Greta was making it, she was like, people fear getting old. Prior to the movie coming out, mm-hmm. the old filter drops on TikTok. And what does everybody do? Make videos about how disgusted they are with a video of them as an old person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, even down to Kylie Jenner. And what kills me about Kylie's videos, I'm like, you look just like your grandmother. And you are screaming about how you'd rather die. than. Look. And then on the other side of it is people being like, 
I'm supposed to believe Barbies can walk and forth, back and forth between realms. This week, there are aliens. Honestly, at this point, I fully believe <laughs> yeah. that American yeah. Girl dolls are who populated past history. Like, I don't think nothing's real anymore. I'm like, guess what? Harriet Tubman was Addy. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that. You just pitched an American doll movement. I know. Seriously. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. It's like American doll crossed through time. Yeah. Like at this point, like truly to sit in that movie, people are like, I'm supposed to believe that dolls just come. I'm like, hey guys, aliens are real. Honestly, she might be. She yeah, confirmed. She Mm -hmm. honestly, Barbie might have been here before, bitch. I don't know. This might be one of the alternate realms. Barbie and Ken, who I think now we should talk about Ken. Yes. God bless. bless. Oh, Ken. Ryan Gosling. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Was it me or did anyone find him oddly relatable? I found, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Is Ken, I found, so, that's why I. So t- relatable. Rem- More than Barbie. It reminded me so much, like I said, of my cousin More. Tyler, of his journey, yeah. because Tyler totally was this kid that wanted to play husband. Like, I never wanted to play house. He was like, I shall marry life size Barbie. And I was like, great, whatever. And then for Ken, the fact that he just kept saying, like, well, I'm trying to figure out who I am. I was like, that's every, like, my age group's journey is like, yeah. am I just yeah. beach? What the hell am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not only that, like, it's kind of societal roles reversed. Yeah. Like, he just wants to be respected and yes. seen. Yes, yes. I resonate with that. Oh, that, I want people yeah. to see me for more than, you know, what they think I am yeah. or, like, actually take me, like, seriously and value me. You know, and that yeah. like, yeah, like when he's like, I just want to spend time with you. She's like, nope, it's girls night. Hey, yeah. bye. And just like leaves him. You know, I was just like, I feel for him. Yeah, <laughs> did. I was actually enjoying that so much. There's something about like, I love to see where it's like a woman says, you know what? I really don't need this. I don't need to. What? No, I love that, that. But I also. No, but, yeah, but that yeah, idea. I, get, I like, get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I guess what I enjoy about those scenes was Ken getting like, you know what? Just because you're a man doesn't mean and white and gorgeous doesn't mean yeah. I'm going to give you attention. I got better things going on right now. Except of I just love no, sure. I think like, I guess like also what made me laugh about Ken and I guess like when he talks about like seeing when he finally like sees men. Right. And like in the real world, it made me mm-hmm. also laugh because I thought about and I, I think like a lot of us have this experience, especially that are like grow up in affluent places. You kind of don't see what you're supposed to look like. So like when I went to Miami and I met like black folks not from cul-de-sacs and gated communities, I had like the Ken moment, like the way he was like seeing horses and action and and Chuck Norris. It was Sylvester like Stallone, yeah, all of a yeah. sudden I was seeing like Beyonce and this and I was like, what is this world? Why has no one ever told me of it? What is yeah, this? What kind of yeah. like I think up to that point I had existed like and. Greta's probably not going to ever make this movie, but I'm sure also there have been dolls that are not stereotypical Barbie that get introduced to their model of doll in the real world. It's like, I feel like even you, Mm. when you hear people talk about like growing up in a small town, then going to like New York and they're like, and I saw queer people for the first time and I saw drag queens and I saw stuff and it blew my mind. I feel like every doll that is not stereotypical Barbie also has Ken's moment of being Mm. dropped someplace Mm -hmm. where they see other people living a life that they didn't think was a thing and you kind of Mm -hmm. immediately go a little too ham and you're like i shall just copy this whole thing i'll just do this because that's patriarchy or that's whatever or in my case like Mm -hmm. that's blackness and then you go on a journey to be like 
Actually, yeah. that was a little much. I think like we can scale this back to a version that I actually enjoy. Exactly. When you kind of Which deny actually, people of things, yeah, yeah they kind of go crazy. Yeah. So that actually brings up another question I have. That again, this is nothing to explain to the movie, but does that mean that all Barbies have their own Barbie Land? Like, are there multiple Barbie Lands in which is because we have this stereotypical Barbie, right? Yeah. It seems the world revolves around her. But does that mean that like every Barbie that has like their own doll, I thought like, that do have their own world? You know what? I guess that's where my brain went when I've talked to people about like a sequel is I'm like, is it going to be Issa's president and Barbie going on the same journey? Margo's yeah. Bar- where like, like she, where she gets where dropped she has, into like, the real own. world mm-hmm. and she's like, what the hell? You know, and, like and people are like, mm-hmm. what's your job? And she's like, I'm president. And they're like, girl of what? Like, <laughs> or is it the same yeah. thing where like they showed like hijabi Barbie? Is she going to get dropped into the real world and have to come to terms with like, oh, no, no, no. Wait, this is what you all think my version mm. of Barbie does in the real world? Like, we got to fix this. Like, I guess that's where I, my brain starts being like, is that the yeah. sequel? Is every Barbie meeting their counterpart and seeing what needs to be fixed to make it? more like Margot's journey. Which, I mean, Ooh. as much as it pains to say this, it's just like, you know, like, you know Warner Brothers is already just like, I know there's a strike going on, but they're just already... Oh, they've out, already like, said. Do make, they're like, we're doing do Barbie too. This? Yeah, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's confirmed. Oh, they, oh, oh, it's already... Yeah, they've already I confirmed see, it. That's why Killian Murphy was yeah, like, I'd go. like to be a Barbie too, please. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he does have the bone structure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd kill it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But in terms of Ken, the one thing I was going to say, like, early... Some of the reviews I had gotten before the film, there was like mention of Oscar buzz for <laughs> Ryan Gosling's performance. Yeah. And I was like, at first I rolled my eyes, I'm like, Ryan Gosling, an Oscar <laughs> buzz for Barbie. I don't know. That now we're just now we're just pulling a straw. But then he came out of the movie, just like, oh so good. He was so yeah. good. Like Ryan Gosling, like he did so much. And it's not by no means am I saying that like Margot Robbie didn't do the heavy lifting because she, she had to portray an iconic yeah. Icon, you know, iconography here. But like yeah. Ryan Gosling had, he was able to almost create like a different version of Kent that we have never seen because like we don't really think much no. of Kent. And I think he did it. It's such a because he was also at the end of the day he was the antagonist of the storyline. Like he was not the villain we had, per se, but like he was Barbie's antagonist for who, what, where. We yeah. had the hair and we had the head of hair and makeup do an episode of the podcast uh, with our CCO, and she and I feel like this tells you everything you need to know about Ryan's role is she said he showed up on his own to set that blonde and that tan and that in shape. Like nobody came to him and said, this is what we need you to do. That he showed up to set being like fully like that. And everybody was like, oh, okay. So this is the movie that he's making. Got it. (laughs) I mean, mean, those arms, my God. Yes, my God. He was having the time of his life. I also think it's really sweet. Like, because again, I know him from Mickey Mouse Club days. And I thought it was really sweet that he said he had to make, he had to make amends with that kid in order to play this role. And I think that is, I think that is the journey of what he's trying to show is like, Mm -hmm. he got, he's basically saying what I have been saying and friends of mine that have little boys have been saying, or even teenage boys have been saying is like, they're that little boy. And then one day you wake up and they're, they're a whole different person and you can't figure Mm -hmm. out why they lost that kid so much. And so the idea that Mm -hmm. he even said that where he was like, I had to make, I had to make peace with the kid that loved to sing and dance that was on star search that did the Mickey mouse club that liked to laugh at himself. It's like, I had to make peace with him and bring him with me to do this film. 
And you know what? I mean, what a treat it was for all of us because like he was able to sing, he was able to do some like figure uh what is it? Figurative dance? Yeah, inter- yeah, his uh, interpretive like, dance. Interpretive dance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about what a sequence. Like I how do you not laugh at that, Nicole? They go from warring to like interpretive dance. Like yeah. I was Yeah. I mean, and I like like that they alluded to it when he's like getting what patriarchy is and one of the moments is Greece. Because you're like, this is how weird being a man is that everybody's (laughs) like, like that people will be like, don't be a don't be a, a sissy and wear your pants short. And you're like, please pull up a picture of Wilt Chamberlain playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is hanging yeah. out. Those pants are so short. And it's like, you don't like, I think that was another brilliant thing where it was like, yes, men are so confusing. One second they're talking about like guns and stuff, and then they're like, Yeah, Travolta's the goat, man. And you're like, What? <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, yeah. You are you describing a man confu- that sings and yeah. dances and did drag to do hairspray. I'm lost yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. my point now, because topical, but like, you know, uh uh Ronald Reagan, very anti union. Oh, it turns out he was like the head of the when union. When I tell people when, when they were Australian. When I tell people yeah. that known socialist Ronald Reagan was the president of SAG, they're like You know, huh? I'm like, I yeah. want you to hear that sentence again. Like, I'm like, men. Are, that was the other takeaway. It was like, men are confusing. They make men are confusing. Yeah. And I think the other thing, I think here's a problem. And this is like, uh, and maybe this isn't really the movie, but maybe we can make the connection. But like, I think this is something that we're seeing now. It's just like men nowadays. Like the problem is with the internet age is just like we're not allowed to change. It seems like no. like once we kind of like pick something, that's our lane forever, and we I are know. not allowed uh, to say, oh, I messed up. I. I have learned from my errors and I'm allowed to change. Or like, I've been presented with new information. Living. I'd like mm-hmm. to change my choice. Cause that's the horse's line. It's like when presented with new information, you are allowed to be like, huh, I held this belief, but I've now been presented with new information and anecdotal findings. I changed my mind. But like the fact that Ken is crying and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm great. It's like, no, you're yeah. not. Yeah. 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 Uh, what'd you guys think about that what sequence you, too when they tried to talks. unbrainwash the women and it's like well with men you gotta distract that, them that's how you gotta distract them the godfather it's I mean, oh, um, yeah. the godfather, the godfather was a good godfather one before. when I tell you I have oh I have had I have had men turn to me during dates and say did you catch that and I'm like yeah, yeah I'm watching the- no no you were looking at your phone let me pause it real quick so like what just happened is Tyler Durden <laughs> Is it real? And I'm like, like I'm gonna throw this TV out this window. If you don't shut the hell up. I have seen this movie 18 times. Honestly, Brad Pitt's yeah. the hero, bro. I'm like, were we watching the same movie, you idiot? What are you watching? That's not the point of the film. Yeah. They're like, they're like, yeah, I'm trying to get yoked, like, pr- like that whole scene and, and America telling them the thing to unbrainwash them was making me giggle so hard. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah, I was like, they're not holding back, the and, but all of this resonates. Oh, it's oh, it's just oh, from the oh my god, how do I move this? How do I change this image to this? I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. were like, and yeah. the coup de gras is pretend to be bad at sports, and it made me think yeah. of like <laughs> every man that's always like, I could totally beat Venus and Serena Williams in tennis. I'm oh, like, yeah, you couldn't beat Venus now in tennis. Like, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get yeah. through a game today in her 40s God. i remember i read that poll it was like a poll or something i forgot what yeah magazine. someone did like a poll with like asking managers like 
the, it was like a shocking majority. Not like a plurality. No. It was a majority of men believe that they can beat Serena Williams yes. in a tennis match. Oh, yeah. Like, and it was in her prime, too, that they were like, oh, yeah, yeah no, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, it was like, a, it was like a st- I think it was like 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. It was like some I can't absurd that number like that. That whole scene made me laugh because it made me think about, I can't remember what NBA player it was. He was on a podcast and he basically said, oh, yeah, if given a choice, there are a lot of women from the WNBA I'd rather have as teammates than men. And I remember all the men on the on the panel wow. were like, you lying, you lying. And he was like, when we get off air, I'm going to name some names. And y'all tell me if you take her or him. And then they came back from commercial mm. and, all, and some of the guys were like, yeah, he was right. You're right. Wow. You're right. You know what? He should have <laughs> done great. it on air. He should have given, yeah, he should have said given it on record. Listen, straight props I mean, we right were, there. I, mean, I know, right? I had, we had, Hank Aaron was a family friend and I remember he did a panel for MLB All-Star Weekend and some girl stood up and said, would you ever let a girl be an MLB? And there was like one dude from the Mets back when they were like chaotic and he was like, no, I never want women in, in my sport. And Hank Aaron, the GOAT said, oh, she can throw the ball and play the game. I just want whoever's the best. And like, and I remember the Good. murmurs around that room that were like, I had a lot of respect for Hank Aaron, but now, and it's like, so that whole scene of like how to distract a Ken I was like this mm-hmm. or even just the yeah. idea that the Mojo Dojo Casa house was flying off the shelves. <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> the Mojo I was like, that is, I was like, that's hilarious. Cause I could totally imagine a bunch of dudes being like, yo, I got to get the Mojo Dojo Casa house. And you're like, your Lego set. That's a death star. That's a toy. And they're like, no, it's a collectible. <laughs> and you're like, that GI Joe is a doll, sweetheart. It's not a doll. It's a GI Joe. And you're like, okay, but you collect dolls. You figure. know that, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you- which actually, the Mojo Dojo Casa House actually brings up more questions that I had during the movie. Again, when we're talk- I know you're supposed to let go, but I was just like, no. wait a minute. So, like, that means that anything that's happening in Barbie World reflects in the real world yeah. with the toy sales and stuff. What is that? What is happening? I was a little confused. Was by that, that a thing? Yeah. You I was know like, what? I was just thing? like, I kept thinking if that was a thing, I low key wanted there to be a point in there. Again, like these are things for the sequel. It's like then I want to know, like, is Issa Rae's President Barbie flying off the shelves in one mm-hmm. part of the real yeah. world, and they want to investigate like what's going on? Like, did they land on her being President Barbie because she, in the real world, is the highest selling version yeah. of President right. Barbie? Well, yeah, true, true. Well, yeah. something's hitting me right now as you guys oh. are talking this. I'm it's getting this. So, in the beginning, you see the paradigm shift from having a baby doll and playing mommy mm-hmm. to now having the possibilities presented to you. I can play president. I can play a uh, firefighter, all these different things. I can a doctor. All of a sudden that's a paradigm shift mm-hmm. in the mentality of, of these young, of these young girls. Mm-hmm. Right. So in the sense of that's what Barbie does. It changes our ideas. Yeah. If you have president Barbie and you're giving out president Barbie to your nieces, to your nephews let's let's, let's be open everyone um then it's like a paradigm shift so this is where the dolls affect the real world Mm -hmm, it opens up the the possibilities here too and this is what i love about the ending of of this particular story when barbie asks to be human she doesn't ask to be a real woman or a real girl which would have been worse she asks to be human she asks to be human, and she and the and Ruth says, "Why are you asking me?" She says, "But you created me." She says, "No, the choice is yours, yeah. because the creator already has given free will here. Mm. You choose. Mm-hmm. You choose what being human means to you, 
And then she sees all the possibilities. But Ruth says, but this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And then Barbie sees all the possibilities of what it is to be human and says yes. And isn't that like low key the point of representation, right? Is like it's the vision expansion is like you don't think it's physically you don't even think it's possible till somebody does it. Right. Like I always cite that whole like nobody can run a four minute mile story and then you have somebody break the like break four minutes and now it's like standard to be a good distance runner is to break a four minute mile so like what you're saying is totally like the (laughs) (laughs) argument it's like that's like the argument like that is a really beautiful part of it that they're kind of saying is like it works both like for barbie and for barbie from the real world is like if you can just see another option all of a sudden the possibilities open up which is ultimately when every conservative is like, this is horrible. I'm like, what they're saying, bro, is it's about choices. If your wife wants to stay home and be the best mommy on the human planet who like custom makes every costume for your kids, great. If she wants to work and have children and have, great. If she wants to just be solo Dr. Barbie, fantastic. If she just wants to be stereotypical Barbie, we love to see it. Like, whatever you yeah. have now expanded your vision to go get it and it's like but it's not on me to tell you which which version is the right version of doing this which yeah. i think that was part of the that was part of the america forever speech right like even oh. women have this thing where we like not we i'm not a woman but like <laughs> women will also criticize other women yes uh when, for not being enough what, and it's just like, it's just like i think but, it might have been sasha who says like or no, it is America Forever when she says like, oh, yeah, men hate women and women hate women. It's the one thing they can both agree on. And it's just yes, like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, girl, yes, that part. like That's right. Yes. Oh, the yeah. whole part was just like, oh, my God, this that, is crushing. That speech is where I definitely just like tears streaming down yeah. my face because uh-huh. it is yeah. like because I think about that even for myself, like from the small perspective of like being in a caregiver position for my parents but then like you can't talk about your parents but like I like like this thing where I just kept thinking of the duality of like I'm supposed to be an ever-present daughter but I have to always be at work but I can't be at work too much because that makes me a workaholic but I can't have Mm -hmm. too high powered of a job because that scares men but you can't be stupid because that makes men think you're not worth marrying like it was Mm -hmm. just that part and when she just said I'm tired. I was like, yes. that part. I'm exhausted. And to end it with, and if we impose all of that on a doll, a ma- like, I think th- just that whole speech, I was like, America Ferrer should get a best supporting actress. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I appreciated I... that everybody put those words in her mouth and not mm-hmm. yeah. any of the Barbies. To be honest, a lot of people have been like, I didn't want to hear it from stereotypical. I don't want to hear it from any of the Barbies. I don't want to hear it mm-hmm. from... Yeah. Alexander ship in her 20s with arms that are the size like with a waist that's the size of my thigh if she had given that speech I'd be like shut the fuck, shut the fuck up yeah. shut up like yeah. if Kate McKinnon gave that speech I'd be like oh yeah it's so hard Ellen DeGeneres the sequel to be a rich wealthy <laughs> yes. lesbian yes. but it was something about like you haven't seen her in a minute where's she been over 40 <laughs> like late 30 America Ferrera giving that speech mm-hmm. I was like that when she's and then also it's like she's no longer ugly betty right it's like this beautiful woman spent her career playing a character called ugly betty and all of us went yeah i get what you're trying to say here but like can y'all pick somebody else please to try to make this point with it's just 
yeah, I'm so grateful she was the one that had that speech because had it come out of anybody else's mouth, I'd have been like, mm-hmm. shut the hell up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. No, it and was I do. Speech. I mean, I've been a fan of America Ferrera since uh, uh, Real Women Have Curves. Oh, can we like, talk yeah, about the, the <laughs> teeny <laughs> tiny gotta kick it up Easter egg of the husband turning and going, si se puede. And she goes, don't do that. It's appropriate. No, <laughs> when I tell you my entire swim team spent that whole summer being like, Again, guys, my country club swim team, I want you to think about who was saying this. We would get in huddles and people would be like, si se puede, si se puede. And when she said, don't say that. It's appropriation. I went, oh, oh, this is that movie. This is that movie. This is what we're doing. Very self-aware. Yeah, movie. I was like, this woman um, is basically saying How do you not laugh nice. at these parts? You are jaded. Yeah, I mean. I guess so. <laughs> all I could think was that's I, also America being like, if one more white person runs up to me and goes, I know you. I know you, don't I? Uh, oh, si se puede. I know you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? Uh, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Please continue yes. on. I will do it. In, do I'm it. Sure. be gone for like one minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't want to keep you too long, Mackenzie. So, but, um. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I thought this film was lovely. Issa Rae, the few parts I, I wanted more. I did too. Of Issa Rae, but I the few we got, I was I mean, just a curse alone. I, I like, yes, a, the curse a, alone a, was brilliant. I think Hari Neff was so brilliant in there, and I kind of love the idea that like again, I love that possibly conservatives have Google alerts on every trans actress on their computer because the idea that they knew which one she was is wild to me. But I kind of love that the one trans Barbie was. Dr. Barbie. I don't know. I don't know oh, if that was intentional, but it was very funny to me to have like all medical yes. advice and confirmation comes from her. Yeah. So interesting. I didn't, I had only, it, it was after the movie had come out and I watched it. Well, I didn't even know there was like a trans. That's what my mother said. My Barbie, mom's you know, immediate like, reaction is I said, Mom, you know, there was a trans woman in the movie that's like one of the controversies. And I go, Which, I love to play this game with my mom. Um, which person is trans? Because we do that during Euphoria. I'm like, Which person is trans? And she did not think it was who Hunter Schaefer. I'll tell you that much. I had to, oh, see. I had to burst her little bubble to tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> she was like uh, so she like completely guessed wrong and then when i said it she goes what what yeah. why do they know that and then she's but the one that said do yeah, they have like do they have them like, all memorized why? like what's and not and not just that it wasn't like she was at no point was she preaching trans rights or anything she, she just, just existed big. but yeah, i think that's the thing like i always think back to that that cracker barrel outrage from conservatives when they offered uh beyond me remember and it was like oh yeah and yeah, they yeah. were like we're and gonna offer like, and people were losing their minds they're like i'm never gonna shut i'm never gonna come to cracker barrel again and i was like oh are they getting rid of real meat no no they were just offering choices you could just anybody right. is allowed in the doors of this place and i thought that was the funny part about barbie at no point were they like Hey, look in the background. There's a Barbie with bionic arm. Hey, there's going to be a Barbie in a wheelchair. They just mm-hmm. kept it rolling. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you had people being like, I've discovered there's a trans person. And I'm like, I don't hear any of you talking about Kate. Like, it was just you're like Kate McKinnon's right there. Hari Ness right there. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch more queer background Barbies that you don't mm-hmm. have identified. Like, who knows how many Kens are gay? Like, move on. But it was just this idea that they were like this trans woke mob. I'm like, girl, please just yeah, say the N word. Just was... please say the N word or some other slur so we can move on right. from this woke like uh, placeholder y'all use. 
be, I mean, like, to put so much energy into, like, one actress, it's just like, who at no point, like, it's just like, if you didn't know, you didn't know. Ben, Shap- you only know ben Shapiro has out. made more videos about the Barbie movie in runtime than the actual Barbie movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. He loved that movie so much. Yeah, right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's all yeah. he wants to talk about. Uh, I want to give some other shout outs for some real quick actors that I thought were killed it in this film. Simul Simu Yes. He I thought he yeah. was lovely. He was great. Uh, he was having a good time too. He was. Yeah. Uh, they had such Kate great McKinney. chemistry. Yeah, Kate they did. Yes. That beach off moment. The beach off was so, so... <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. loved it. It was just so dumb, but I was just like, I was having the time of my life watching that yes. sequence. Uh uh, Kate McKinnon as Weird Barbie. I thought, what a seed stealer. She was great. I think having her with that fake leg, like just constantly in a split. <laughs> that was so hilarious. Good. I mean, because that's like some little girls I remember playing with. Yeah. Where you're just like, I would go to their houses and think like, oh my God, what is it's happening? It's like, we've all seen Cynthia on Rugrats, right? Yes. Like that's, and they exist. They're real. This was basically Cynthia's too. origin story. It was like, do you want to know what happened to Cynthia? How she got to be like this? Weird Barbie. <laughs> And the other last one I want to give a shout out to is Michael Cera as Alan. Talk about what a, I mean, what a, what an understated performance. And it's so, so memorable. Somebody like, said, I, recently, I, just, like, loved it. I think the casting director said they almost had Jonathan. They wanted to have Jonathan Groff. Oh, interesting. I'll be honest. Jonathan- and no, no, disrespect, Thank God they did it. no disrespect to you, Michael Cera. I mean this in the nicest way possible. Cause I do think you're really cute. I think Jonathan is a little too conventionally attractive to have played. Agreed. Alan. I would agree. Yep. Because yeah, that same. scene when Alan starts fighting while <laughs> yeah. while they are discussing yeah. in the car whether like to stay or go and Alan is over here doing full karate, taking people down in sleeper holds. Like when he's holding that Ken by the neck and he goes, Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. <laughs> like I was like, this is chaos. I was like, Michael just Sarah, I just yeah. like that everybody they are doing what um, what's his face from the Elvis movie thought he was doing, which is like the, the movie <laughs> is over. Yes, like they are fully now still in character. Like for them to be on the red carpet, oh, Austin mm. Butler, oh, Austin yeah. Butler. Like, like I hope that their <laughs> time until the Oscars is them pulling an Austin Butler because when they interview Michael Sarah about this film, he's always like, "Well, you know, uh, like I didn't realize on the carpet, mm. Michael Sarah wore the same suit that Ryan Gosling wore." Oh really? Oh, wow. But it was less tailored, so right. it was a little. It looked oh, big on funny. like. I'm obsessed with how demented all of these people have become for this film. <laughs> I love that. I know it's great. I just love that like the they're reads. all having full Austin Butlers, but for the Barbie movie. That like Ryan Gosling can't shake it. Michael Sarah is still in his Allen. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and also, is- shout out to Midge. I just want to say shout oh, out to the, Midge. Oh, the cameos of Midge. Oh, that, oh, that the, was the, making the pregnant, Midge. The pregnant yes. doll, yeah. I like that everybody kept trying to get past her. Everybody kept yeah. being like, no, Midge, go away. Like, I loved all the dis- <laughs> discontinued you. All yeah. the discontinued dolls coming out, like Sugar's Daddy. And like, oh, it was just so stupid. Oh, even my mom said, yeah, my mom goes, I remember that skipper that when you pulled her arms down, her boobs grew. And she was like, and your grandmother immediately was like, well, well, this was a mistake. Let's not play with yeah. this one. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, uh, there's something that I'm realizing this year of the podcast more and more. But like, we've been enjoying more movies where you can tell the cast has been having fun yes. with it. 
I don't think that always translates well. Like, I think the Ocean's sequels are a great attestment to that. Where, like, yeah, the cast can be having a great time, but, like, doesn't mean it's going to be a great movie. But it does help. Yeah. I think it give does. you a better product. Yeah. This one, yeah. we see this. And I, you know, some of the rumors I had heard behind the scenes was that Greta Gerwig had, like, instilled Pink Day, right? Yeah, where she everyone had, or she had on movie set church. had to wear pink. So basically all those movies from the Letterbox video, she basically, she like a, yeah, she, she made, rented out like a theater and she would show them every Sunday and they would have uh, movie church. I love this. See, Sounds I, so and, great. Right? But it, mm. and it, obviously it helps because it gives you a better product yeah. at the end of the day. Like, And, and I, I think, think the accidental just... things that happened off camera, right? Like the idea that the Barbies had pajama parties and America Ferrera talked about how she didn't realize they were supposed to wear cute pajamas so like everybody who was a Barbie showed up in like these cutesy silky outfits and she came in like um, like cotton pajamas <laughs> and it's like oh well because you're the one human or like the idea that Simu Liu was like yeah we heard that the Barbies were having sleepovers but we weren't invited so we would just go to the gym together instead it's like so it's like oh so you guys just actually kept beca- again they were doing what Austin Butler thought he was doing <laughs> in real life <laughs> or great. without realizing that. it like Greta Gerwig just wrote reality yeah. just like, she did she, I, mean, yeah. I mean on some level we all she just like fall into these roles yeah. without realizing it yeah like it just yeah. happens I like that Ryan Gosling was hard to get and like that they had to keep like a, like coming to him and how his awakening was playing with his daughters and he was like they don't even call him Ken his name is Jerome and she was like and Jerome has been kicked out of his house many times and I basically was like I saw Ken in the backyard face down in the mud and I texted Greta and said, yeah, I want to do this movie. <laughs> I have to tell this doll <laughs> story. <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Uh, and I just love how people just showed up for yeah. this movie. Oh. You know, and just like had like just dressed up and people yeah. were just like extravagant gowns mm-hmm. and and every level of pink. I mean, I love and that when I call my mom, she goes, yeah. hi, Barbie. And I go, hi, Barbie. Like, Aww, and, we do so and again, it makes me That's laugh because my dad keeps going, when do I get to see the movie? Like in the background. And she's like, shut up. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching the people, though, in pink did like enliven my spirit. Yeah. Like that whole weekend, you just see people. If you saw them walking around in pink, you knew they were probably going yeah. or coming out of a Barbie screening. Yeah. But like, did you guys see any fabulous dresses? Like we, Eddie and I did see like uh, a couple of people like in straight up gowns. I wanted I to go to my Alamo gowns. showing because I heard that apparently they had um, a Barbie themed drag show before the showing at Alamo. Oh, oh my God. Here's of what upset me about awesome. Yeah, Alamo has everything brilliant. We all know that that is my yeah. go-to theater. For some reason, my dumb, dumb brain thought like every movie, I'll buy the tickets like three days before. I was like, you no. dummy. Alamo's been sold <laughs> out for like eight is- months. <laughs> It's still sold out. Like you go to any theater, for the most part, it's sold out. Yeah, like people are turning cool. out for this. I'm it's glad so because, <laughs> like you know, because as we mentioned, it's just like it's not like the most like rip roaring hilarious film, no. but it is still a movie that delivers like a message yeah. and like it has depth. The commercial in the so- middle of the movie is one of the funniest. Again, that was another part that had me cackling. Yes. Was, depre- was the yes. momentary depression commercial for depression Barbie? <laughs> I was yeah. dead. Or yeah. I love when she was like, I want a Barbie. Can I have a Barbie that has cellulite? And everybody's like, no, that's so stupid. No, and then she's like, well, can I just be yeah. a Barbie that has a nice top? And like that just. <laughs> was so yeah. great. I mean, like it's, I, I'm so thankful this movie exists because it's yeah. been a long time since audiences went to a theater and saw their lives reflected back at them. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
there's too much escapism and there's too much just other worlds, which is fine. Yeah. Cause we're all just like so unhappy with our world that we love to escape to a better one, but it's, you could go, you can have a good time and then you could actually be spoken to and have your life fucking resonated with you yeah. in the screen and feel seen, you know? Which and is, that's so important. Yeah. Ironically, a Barbie movie that does that because I know, right. If you think about it, it takes place in Barbie land, which is pure escapism. I yeah, mean, it, it yeah. does that line. It, yeah, it toes that line so perfectly. So, and it's the event of the summer. Yeah. No other movie's going to compete with this. No. Nope. And I just hope Hollywood wakes up to the fact that it's like people will turn out if you give them something new. So don't do another fucking franchise. You know, don't. It's well, not just like Disney's. Like they, give them a run for their this fucking is becoming money. A franchise. Yeah, I know, and they're reading the wrong. <laughs> no, they truly the wrong they, message from this. But like, isn't that also the like what the movie is saying is ultimately like they knew it was gonna because they even <laughs> ended it with kind of like, hey, we know you haven't really been paying attention to this deep message, so here's a funny laugh on your way out the door. Like it's kind of like the joke people make about Andre 3000, um, where they're like, how there's literally a line, line in the song where he's like, y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance, like. It's like, yes, <laughs> truly. So it's like, here's this deep introspective moment. You're crying. Billie Eilish, for the first time, I really got it. Because I was like, my God, this is a beautiful song. And then to end it with like, you know, and I kept being like, what's she getting? She's going to her first job. Like, for some reason, I was like, she's going to, to a job or she's going to a casting because she's going to change the world. And she's like, mm -hmm. I'm here to see my gynecologist. I was like, <laughs> that, I thought, I mean, what a great joke. Also, just yeah. like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It uh, truly felt like Greta said, I know you kind of got what I just said, but here's something funny. If somebody asked you what it was that you yeah. thought. Like, how are we going to end this movie? Oh, right. I know. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It was a great idea. Last thing I kind of do want to say, though, and this is kind of just going back to like the strikes that are going on ongoing at the moment. But one of the issues that at least the Writers Guild is fighting against is like this use of AI. And. I think something that we should yeah. just like a key takeaway here is that like this was written by a person and yes. like the person the two oh two people the two people who wrote this one <laughs> they had that, a vision yeah. they had uh they had they what they went weird with it a st in a way that like I don't a think AI could would, have a machine would have never said and then Issa Rae cusses down the stairs and then Lizzo mm -hmm. sings a song about Barbie's perfect day. And then Lizzo sings the same song again, but changes the words about the lyrics, existential yeah. dread. And then Helen Mirren acknowledges that Margot Robbie's very pretty. Like, mm -hmm. a I think that's the other thing of like calling your shot way in advance. For this movie to have no CGI, be written by two mm -hmm. people, have been a long, slow process to get made, to have an actor show up to make physical choices that, again, a computer would not have told Ryan Gosling to come that yoked up, that blonde, or that tan. But it's like, the movie also feels like a response to everything right now of like a computer could have done none of these things or would not have suggested any of these things. A computer would have said cast Chris Evans as Ken. Like yes. <laughs> a computer would not I mean, have yeah. picked Ryan yeah. Gosling. That's why when people are like, he's so old, he's so, he doesn't look like Ken. And when Ryan said, you guys have never thought about Ken a day in your life. Don't even lie. Don't even <laughs> yeah. lie yeah. that you have yeah. ever given Ken a, a moment's notice. Like, he looks so yeah. old. Isn't he younger than Chris Evans? I think he's. I think he's older than Chris. I have no clue. Oh. That man. Good question. Is a treat. Like, oh. but I just think yeah. that Let's this see. movie feels like an answer to like the machines can't do any of this. Like, they can't. Nor and then also the, just to the other point, it's just like, uh, I mean, they're they're considering AI could like replace executives, right? Yeah. The executives were the ones that also made the decision to like go with this film versus the Amy Schumer film. 
that was in on the works, which yeah. it was Amy Schumer was going to be Barbie. She was going to get kicked out of Barbie Land because she didn't fit the convention. And it would have been Barbie annoying, is. right? Because that's the what, yeah. all I kept thinking during that movie is I'm so grateful Amy Schumer didn't make this movie. And I go because here's two parts I right, yeah. never wanted to see her play. I didn't want to see her in America Ferrera's role because again that speech mm-hmm. coming out of the mouth of Amy Schumer, I would have been this conversation right now would be a very different one. Agreed. Or yeah, exactly. if the whole point of her Barbie, which that gets exhausting because it becomes a little Barbara Streisand like my life has always been a struggle my nose is so big Barbara Barbara (laughs) Barbara (laughs) we gotta have a conversation like if that had been the entire like the plight of Amy Schumer's life is her thighs touch it's like (laughs) Amy (laughs) Amy shut up yeah shut up but I mean, yeah, yeah like, it's like this movie was made at the perfect time. If it had been approved when they wanted absolutely. it, we would have a garbage it's, film. Seriously, like it entered the zeitgeist at yeah. the perfect time. So this movie did. was made for right now. Yeah. By the way, by the way, Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, same age. <gasps> Shocker. Wow. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because so. he's also the same age as Chris Pine. Too. Yeah. All three of them got yeah. the same age. Chris Pine How is, old are they? No, Chris Pine is 8,000 years old and, and also very young. He is yes. a confusing. <laughs> yes. He is yes. Eric Northman. That is Chris Pine. He figured out a spot <laughs> where he wants to age, and that's where we're staying. Nice. That's nice reference. Yeah. True blood. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mackenzie, thank you so much, as always, yes. for just entering Barbie land with us. Listen, so I would not have done this with any other person. I literally have held off discussing it with anybody because I trust no one else with this conversation. So e- glad, so e- grateful. That's so good. Oh, Nicole, I didn't tell you you were here, but like Nicole, like, we got a straight up shout out on uh, the Taylor Strecker show. That's right. Taylor Strecker heard my name. I was yeah. just like, what? Oh my God. Wild. Well, that's exciting. That's I literally exciting. said on that show, I'm not getting into it with y'all because I'm talking about this on Rolando's show. Remakes, reboots, and revivals. You can tune in over there. I'll be talking about it in depth. I'm not talking with y'all about this movie. Yes. They, oh, love it. Thank you so much. But, uh, yeah. And, no, yeah. It, it was wonderful and stuff. And uh, I actually do yeah. enjoy listening to Taylor Strecker talk about movies because like she, I feel like she's also just a very base, yeah. like, you know, we, I mean, you know, Nicole and I, we study film and stuff, and you love, you consume yeah. this stuff, and you're an avid reader. So, like, we have different understandings of film, but, like, uh, you know, hey, everyone has opinions. Listen. And I don't think anyone's, no such thing as a wrong opinion. Nobody's making, yeah. nobody is true. I think this is also a great example of, like, we talked about Nolan and the aspect ratios and all this stuff. People have stopped really teaching and pushing moviegoers to treat movies as art and not strictly Mm -hmm. as Mm. entertainment. Like I love the fast and furious franchise as much as the next person. But when people want to discuss like directorial integrity and shots and realism using fast and the furious, I'm like baby cakes. We talking about the wrong (laughs) movies, but like I'll do that all day on a Greta Gerwig, a Jordan Peele. It's like, those are the people you have to go into and understand. Like, you're not going to get spoon fed the story in the trailer. You're not going to get everything. Like, this is an art piece meant to be mm-hmm. watched, consumed, taken care of in a certain way. Yeah. Absolutely. Which actually, you mentioned Jordan Peele. Like, if Jordan, so maybe this is the move that like Hollywood should go is like give like actual visionaries IPs mm. and let them go wild yeah. with it. So if you could give Jordan peel like an ip like a toy i mean listen if justin simeon can make the haunted mansion movie i'm like yes i want justin simeon to give me the haunted mansion i want daniel kaluuya and jordan peele to work together to make barney i want greta gerwig to do barbie it's like i want ava duvignay to do one of these it's like that's what happens when ryan Mm. coogler makes a superhero movie or the Mm -hmm. woman uh chloe zhao makes a marvel film all of a Mm -hmm. sudden you go yeah 
oh, this is huh. what this is. Got it, got it, And got sometimes, it. and sometimes the audience, like the general audience, will be like not the yeah. warmest reception, but eventually they'll they'll warm up to yeah. it. Eventually, this I think. this movie uh, will probably be studied in film school. Uh, I yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I like down to I mean, Nicole, yeah, down teach, to every teach, single so reference, like, and I love that. <laughs> like I love that yeah. we are back in that era again. Yeah, I'm going to be teaching fantasy in film and TV. I want Barbie <gasps> to be part of my curriculum. Please, please, oh, please. Go. Yeah. So, well, thank you once again so much yes. for coming on. Uh, Haunted Mansion is next week, but you know I know you're busy. Yeah. So. And also, these people yeah, are like, go. we hear her. Every <laughs> <laughs> She's always here. No, Tell it. her to uh, they get love it. Friends. They love it. They love yeah. it. Yeah, but if there's anything coming up you want to talk about, just hit us. Oh, up. you know I will. Yeah. You know I will. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mackenzie, okay. uh, you have a podcast now. You promote. Yes, what? you guys can one hear me on the World Needs Nerds on all podcast platforms. Uh, it's part of the Sonar Network under LA Comic Con. And if you ever have listened to me on these episodes and thought, "Wow, that bitch loves to run her mouth," then you will love the World Needs Nerds. We talk about all <laughs> things nerddom, fandom, um, everything from X Men collectible cards to fan fiction and Wattpad. So, guys, uh, every Monday, the World Needs Nerds. Guys, listen yeah. for sure. Check and of course, you can hear her on the Taylor Shepard yes, show as we've every said many week. times this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I think that's it. Guys, yeah. until next time, stay, stay original. original.